there's a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October, whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant howl of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts to America like a traveling salesman, but every now and then stops to nest on a small town, a small church, a single street, and maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 4 Scarecrows Dancing on the Last of the Dandelions Billy's eyes turned, his backpack dropped. Dang, forgot my science book. He looked back to the school, the harbor of forgotten science books. It looked awful different. Friday, late afternoon, late in the leaf-crying season, having spit the kids free for the whole weekend. The kids, spat free, run like cattle for anywhere but here. Why, yes, the school didn't look much like a school anymore. No, it didn't have much color without the kids. Billy had never noticed that. The brick was too gray to be called anything close to color. The black was black. Even the windows were piss poor at reflecting the bonfires burning up in the trees. Having kids in the school fills it up, makes it feel full, shoots pigment in its veins, but here, looking back, it felt like a house on a hill. A murder house. What had taken a crime inside, and after years of stewing on the blood, caught by floorboards, the bones hid by basements, now wore the furrows of dead men's secrets on its face. The school didn't look like a school anymore. It looked like something else. Something a school turns into after the kids go home. Like being a school's just an act. A role, a road show, stage play for the playhouse kids by day, but by night, by dark, by the glow of fireside leaves, the building did something else. Looked something else. Was something else. And what do we know about the school come night anyways, thought Billy. Kids show up by day, go home by afternoon, and the teachers stay later, but not past four, certainly not by five, and so in the winter it's dark when they leave. But the school's only begun to dip its feet into the pool of nighttime, and the teachers know, know to get the hell out of there before the deep end of night comes, before the high dive plunge into the moon whistling hours. So who knows what the school is really like? Empty of kids, stripped of teachers, left on its own, alone, to boulder and ferment in the deep, dark, spook alley hours. 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 
But then it gets worse, much worse. 11 p.m., 12 a.m., where the tide of night starts running like wild horses until 1 a.m., the hour where no bird sings, and 2 a.m. is the hour no kid has ever seen painting the world outside their house, and 3 a.m. is the hour even the sun is afraid of, and rolling on through 3.33 a.m., the darkest minute of the darkest hour of the night. And hadn't he read it somewhere before? 3.33, Christ Almighty, wasn't that the low tide of night? When the body was out to sea, the single minute the moon tries hardest to pull the blood out of a man. Yes, and hadn't he seen it on TV? Of all the 1,440 minutes in a day, wasn't 3.33 a.m. the solitary minute the ghost hunters waited for? Their single minute of popcorn cinema where they could harvest the carnival of ghosts from the crisp and electric past funerals on parade. Why, thought Billy, no one alive had seen school by the night of 3.33 a.m. No one, Billy swallowed, except the janitor. The wind played the field music like it was a scarecrow ballroom. Billy looked to the school, standing tall at the son's funeral, strung stringy at the graveside. In there somewhere was the only person who had ever seen a school off script. A man with hands that could play garbage sacks like a first chair violinist. A man who knew white plastic sacks by name. A Jesus shepherd to all garbage. Who would leave the ninety and nine to find the one, the Lord and Savior to convenience store sacks, the King of Kings to candy bar wrappers, someone who would know how to drive a garbage truck if occasion called. Maybe did, just for fun, for all Billy knew, because what kid ever saw the janitor arrive at school in a car? But rather, the janitor just showed up. Not suddenly, but in a way a kid could never figure out just when he had arrived. Kind of like how evening shadows sneak up on a kid who never watches such things grow, but pow, is long, or autumn, which a kid might sniff coming but never smell coming. Doesn't see the leaves begin to wilt or watch the edges become mummified, but wakes one day to see the whole world around sliced to ignition like a cigarette. Billy looked to the fence. The plastic sack was gone. Gone to the place the wind took all plastic sacks. I'm gonna have to go back and get it, he said of his science book. Sucks to be you. And Jack was off. Hey, wait for me, Billy called after. Whatever you do, don't run into the janitor. Jack called over his shoulder. Jack, wait! What'd you say? Jack bellowed back. Jack, wait! Sorry, bro, can't hear you. Yes, you did. What? Wait for me, Billy hollered. Oh, right, see you at home. And Jack's smile was turned, crunching dead grass far off in the field. Billy, unable to join the song. Going. Going. Gone. Just like that.
Billy looked around, listened to the great space of government land say nothing. He was the last kid on school grounds. And somehow, he knew it. Straight country is scribbled and scratched out by me, Nikki Ink. The shallow tide of sound is done up by my brother. Come back to the country, bring a friend, shout about it from the steeples. Shotgun your voice to the far reaches of your phone. Ties and offerings can be proffered on my Patreon. Find directions at straycountry.com See you in the country.